Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. I'm so glad to have you along with us today because we're going to get to the Word of God and talk about something that's kind of a fine line here. How do I know what's right and wrong? And this to what we want to talk about today is an area where Christians can tend to pendulum swing. And so to thread the needle with godliness, godly attitudes, it's going to be a tough thing. Let's hope that we hit this subject well. We've been talking about spiritual strongholds in our lives all week. Yesterday was a national day of prayer, and we've been wanting to follow the admonition to pray for our country. And one aspect of prayer is that we have targeted prayers. Many times we, we say, let's pray for our country. We don't really know how to do it. What do you do? Just Lord bless us and help give us revival and, and some general prayers. And I've been contending that there are spiritual strongholds the devil has in a person, in, a, in an individual's life, a family's life, a, 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 a church, a business, and a country. Now, when, when there are strongholds in a country, those are really what that is, is just the strongholds that were in either the leadership of that country or widely throughout the culture. So we've been talking today, this week, about these strongholds. We've talked about sexual immorality. We've talked about uh, uh, pride and, and so forth. We'd like to talk today about the area of money. Now, most of the people who come to this live stream are from the United States. There are people who come here from around the world, and some of the uh, some of our money issues are different than some of the money issues from around the world, but the but the problem and the root problems are the same whether you're in a wealthy country or a poor country, a developing country, a developed country, whether you're in a country that is socialistic or capitalistic or where there's a lot of freedom or there's not freedom, still this is a problem that we want to talk about, but we're going to focus on how it shows up in the United States primarily, the area of money. You know, Jesus, or Jesus, Paul gave us a very interesting comment in 1 Timothy chapter 6, and he says this, for the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil, and some by longing for it have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. I know there are people who say that money is the root of all sorts of evil, but that's not what the Scripture says. There's an important word in here that we want to remember, and that is the word love of money. The love of money. I don't know, folks, you know, I, it took me a while to figure this out, but money's part of what you need in this world, and you really do. You need money to buy your food, to pay the rent or the mortgage. You need money to get around it. Money is our exchange in the modern world or the civilized world or the world actually since the beginning of early on, the beginning of time, where we exchange. Unless you're going to grow all your own food and own everything which would have taken money to get, money is how we exchange, uh, interact with one another. And money, I have found, is actually a very interesting thing because Money actually brings us together. I can't do everything that I need to have done in life. I can't be an island that's solely, totally self-sufficient. And God never intended that to be the case. God never intended you to be just an isolated island all to yourself. And what forces you to interact with other people is you need what they can offer and you can offer what they need. And so and we have an exchange. Uh, we hope for win-win situations. I 
uh, you have a, a product, perhaps food or clothing or or whatever may be necessary for me to live, and I give you money and you give me what I need. And in the process, we also develop relationship. It's not just the money, it's a relationship that happens. And this is how we, it is this exchange of money that that in our economy enables us to develop friendship, relationship. And of course, we're called to love one another. But unfortunately, for many people, Money goes beyond exchange of goods and services to one another, and it becomes something where there is what we call greed. And greed is the insatiable desire that I need to have more and more and more. A person who is a godly person is generous with their money, and they see that it, and they want to enter into exchanges where, where, uh, uh, I benefit and you benefit, and we call that a win-win situation. And so people walk away happy with, both parties walk away happy with the exchange that happened. But where there's greed and where there's a love of money, it's no longer like that. Someone who's greedy feels, I've got to win. I've got to, I've got to get ahead here. Every exchange, it's not enough that we both walk away happy. I've got to walk away with more than you got. I've got to win in this. And so they see everything as a argument, a fight, a contention to get ahead. And, G, and Paul warns us that this love of money, the love of money, greed, causes people to wander away from the faith and to act in very unchristian ways. And so where there's this can happen whether you've got a lot of money or not much at all. This can happen with people who are very poor. And they don't, they don't want to enter into an exchange where both sides are happy, but they want to take advantage. They might even steal. But it can also happen with people who are very, very wealthy. This can happen with billionaires on Wall Street, where it's not enough, and it's not enough to say, hey, let's have an exchange where we're both happy, we both win, we both walk away as friends, but it's, I've got to beat you. I got to win. I've got to, I've got to, this exchange, I've got to come out on top. And this is greed. This is the love of money. And it pierces a person. It causes griefs. Notice what Jesus said. He said, no one can serve two masters for either he'll hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And that word mammon was the, was a God of wealth an idolatrous pagan god of wealth. You can't serve both. If your goal is in life is to uh, the love of money, if, if, the, if you're serving money, see, it's, it's set of money and wealth, it, it's a great servant, but it's a terrible master. And so how do you know if you're serving wealth? Well, it's what do you give your life to? What are you, what, what are you, are you willing to sacrifice? What will you sacrifice to get it? Will you sacrifice your integrity? Will you sacrifice your honesty? Will you sacrifice love? Will you sacrifice your family? Will you sacrifice friendships? What will you sacrifice to get ahead, to get wealth, to get, to get more than what you need? And if you will sacrifice those things, because money is more important to you than integrity, money is more important to you than family, Money, for some people, is more important than life. And indeed, that's why some people, when they suffer the loss of it, they take their life. 
They commit suicide because of the loss of their wealth. And so this is a very, uh, this is a very, very dangerous thing. And, and it's wealth. And dare I add also, it could be power. It could be prestige. What will you give? What will you sacrifice to have these things? Money, wealth, these things are great servants, but they're terrible masters. Only Jesus should be our master. Only God should be our Lord. You can't serve both. And some people try. Some people say in, in a wealthier economy, I'm going to serve money. And I'll serve God too. Can't do it. Sooner or later, you'll hit a fork in the road. Sooner or later, you make a decision. And that decision, if it's for money, you'll, you'll, what is it? And if it's for money, you're in trouble. Paul writes this, therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which amounts to idolatry. Isn't it interesting? We know immorality is bad, impurity, evil desires. We know those things are bad, but greed, and he sticks greed in there with these other obvious sins, and he says greed amounts to idolatry. Why? Because we're serving mammon rather than God, and that's idolatry. And for many people, and many people, rich and poor, all, all around the world. This was written, this wasn't just written to American Christians. This was written to everybody for many people. The love of money and mammon and greed can be the sin that that poisons their soul. And it can become a stronghold. It can become a life-dominating sin. This is what when we talked about these strongholds, we're talking about life-dominating sins somewhere where someone has given in to the evil one. They've given into a temptation, and they've embraced a sin. They've they've committed a sin, and then and they don't just move on from that sin. Then, but that sin takes hold in their life. It's established. It's like Satan has established a fortress, a foothold, a, a place from which to attack all of us. And now this becomes a life dominating sin, so that everything we're doing is based on that greed. It's not. It's not contained to just when I go to work or when I'm uh, trying to make a sale or something like this, it becomes dominant in every aspect of my life and my relationships and my attitudes and how I'm going to conduct myself. Greed and the love of money or power or more and more and more takes over and it becomes extremely dangerous. And what can happen there? This is where we've got to fight it with the spiritual weapons God has given us. And he says here that we don't, we've, we don't, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but are powerful for the destruction of fortresses. This can be a fortress, a stronghold, a place where Satan has ground. Now, before we pray about this, though, I do want to mention that God is not against money. And like he said, it's easy to go to extremes that we think, you know, we speak against like the prosperity gospel, that the idea that God wants everybody to be wealthy and, 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 and never ever uh, have any, you know, if you're in poverty, you're in sin, something like that, that the, uh, that the call for everyone to have, be rich. And we say, that's not really what the New Testament's teaching. But on the other side, there can be the poverty gospel, and that is that to really be spiritual, you can't have everything, and you've got to be poor. And somehow there's a a middle ground, often in, often in many, most countries of the world, and increasingly in our country, 
Uh, sadly, the way to wealth is to compromise. The way to wealth is to sin. The way to wealth, it, it's, a, it's a win-lose arrangements. Instead of a win-win, instead of we're both happy with the agreement, and we can both walk away having made a, a, a fair profit with a, and keep our integrity and a clear conscience, it's I've got, I've got to win, you've got to lose. And that's so unchristian that in many places it's hard for Christians to get ahead. They seem to always be the losing because they don't have that greed within them. But in a free country where God's blessing, look at what it says in Deuteronomy. God warns that when they become wealthy, and God was going to bring them into this land flowing with milk and honey where there'd be plenty of, of wonderful riches and bounty and fruitfulness, the land of Israel. And he, said, he warns them, he says, otherwise you may say in your heart, my power and the strength of my hand made me this wealth. But you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who has given you the power to make wealth. Here's the thing with God. I think God wants to bless us all and give us, he's an abundant God, he's a generous God, he wants us to be generous. And God will give, and I know so many people, God has given plenty of wealth towards them. But in Proverbs 10, it says this, it is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich, and he had he adds no sorrow to it. How can you tell whether God's blessing gave you wealth or, or the love of money and your own uh, greed brought it about? Greed will bring with it sorrow. God's blessing doesn't. Greed brings with it, uh, you, you may get rich, but you've, you, again, you sacrifice your integrity. You sacrifice your peace. You sacrifice relationships. You're hated now because you're seen as a selfish, greedy person. But if you have the blessing of God and you walk in integrity and righteousness and uprightness, and you're in a society that honors hard work and, and diligence, God can give you quite a bit of wealth, but he gives it to you and it's his gift. It's his blessing. And you don't have to sacrifice all that God wants you. You can live that, you can live a life of integrity and honesty and yet have the blessing of God upon you. That's what we hope for. But how about if you've, if you rich or poor, whoever you are, and you have realized that the lust for money, greed, love, love of money, love of power has caused you to make terrible decisions and to sacrifice integrity and goodness and and you've, it, you don't like what it's done to you. There's a stronghold of Satan that has poisoned your soul because you want more and more and more and more. If that's the case, let's pray right now for you. And let's pray for this because this has happened in our country, in America. No doubt about it, there's a tremendous amount of greed in our country. I have on a thumbnail today, Gordon Gecko in the movie of Wall Street a number of years ago, which basically tried to say, greed is what makes America great. And I'd like to answer the question, no, it's not. Goodness makes us great. Goodness, and with goodness is generosity. And where there is goodness and generosity, there can be great blessing, great financial power, great great strength given. But if when you lose your goodness and it just becomes about greed and selfishness, people turn against one another. It divides us. It creates hatred towards one another and it is destructive. Greed is never good. Good hard work that expects to be rewarded fairly, that's good, but not greed. Let's pray about this stronghold in our country today. Father, I pray today, and I thank you that you are our provider. 
you are a good God. You're a generous God. You give to us generously. We thank you that no good thing do you withhold from those who walk uprightly. And we thank you, Lord, that for the world we live in, we acknowledge, Lord, that money is a part of our lives. It's got to be there. You can't live, you can't function in society without it, and you can use it for the good to develop relationships that we have with one another. And yet, Lord, we confess also the tendency and the temptation. It's so easy to become greedy and to want more and more and more, to never be happy with what we have, to not be content with what we have. It's so easy to let money and the pursuit of money become our master and the guiding force in our life. It's so easy, Lord, to neglect you and to choose wealth over you. And Lord, we acknowledge that the love of money creates so many evils. It's the root of all sorts of evils. And so many people, we've seen it, they've lost their zeal, their their spiritual fervor, their love for you and their love for others because of the love of money. I pray, oh God, for anyone listening today that that who is who's yielded to this and who's given in to the love of money and the pursuit of riches has become the focus of their life. I pray, Father, that you would help us by the power of God to to cast out that stronghold. We pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by his victory over Satan at the cross and the resurrection. We just pray that we, we our heart, every bit of it, would be filled with the love of God and none of it with greed for ourselves. Lord, we pray that that any stronghold Satan has, you would reclaim that ground for us so that we would be people who walk in the peace of God, the love of God, the love of others, and that we're not overcome by greed and idolatry and the love of money. We pray this for our country, Lord. We live increasingly in a land where people are always, it's win-lose. They've got to win at our expense. Well, we pray, Lord, that you would lead us into uh, business deals and and lead us into situations where we can be win-win, that we can both walk away happy with the exchanges that go go on, and we don't have to beat our opponent every time, but we can they can be happy and we can be happy, and the exchange of money would create relationship rather than destroy relationship. We pray for that in our land. We pray for the Lord. There's so much uh, love of money and and love of wealth. And, and uh, we look at our country, Lord, and we're in deep, deep trouble, deep, deep debt, and it, there's no way to get out of it because no one is willing to, to let go of their greed, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. And one day, Lord, we'll have to pay the price. And I pray for repentance in our land. I pray for turning away from the love of money and a, and a willingness to live within our means, a willingness to work hard, a willingness to, uh, to, to be diligent and to only get what we deserve and have earned, and that you would dig us out of this economic mess that our country keeps digging into. We pray these things, Lord. We pray this for our country. We pray that behind the economic policy, there's a stronghold of greed and the love of money, and we ask you to break this stronghold. We know the gospel is the only answer, and we pray for the gospel to go forward powerfully in our land. We pray and ask all these things now in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for being along with me today. If you're new, uh, welcome. We've come here every day to get in the Word of God and pray over it, and I pray it'll make a difference in your life. I know it will. 
If you come here every day, I know it'll make a difference in your life. God transforms us through the Word and prayer. And that's the crying need. If you're concerned about our country, concerned about our world, concerned about your church, your family, whatever it may be, the answer is the Word of God and prayer. God bless you. Thanks for being with me. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. live or later in the day. You can watch the video anytime you like. But we'll be here in the Word of God day by day. I love you guys, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye.